Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 18 of the Sally Serves It Up podcast. As ever, I am so delighted and happy to be here with you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, I'm going to talk about this idea of your witching hour, which many of us know from having babies, which is like that 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. time when they're really tiny. I just remember that very well, trying to like eat my food on my knees, bouncing Eddie in his little bouncer and with him wide awake, it just being horrendous. But I want to talk to you about your witching hour with overeating. I know with myself and with my clients that we all have a particular time when overeating can be just a real tendency and something that feels like it can run away from us, no matter our best intentions, no matter when we wake up the next day saying, nope, today I'm not going to find that time stressful or difficult or challenging. So whether your witching hour is like a specific time every day, like at six o'clock, no matter what, this is how you feel, or it's a specific moment, like the last hour at work, or dealing with the kids at home, or the kids' bath time, and all of that admin, or after dinner, and you are just watching TV on a weeknight. Identify if there is a period in your day when you consistently have more desire to eat when you're not hungry or past the point of enough. And that is your witching hour. And it all comes back to the think, feel, act cycle, which is that our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings drive our actions and those actions create the results we have. And so breaking it down, understanding what's going on in your witching hour patterns, your thoughts, your feelings and actions and what they create for you. And then the magic is in changing your thoughts so that you feel differently, act differently and have different outcomes. And it sounds simple, but it really can be. It's a process, but it's a simple one. And I'm going to share it with you now. So first of all, what you want to do is identify the thoughts that are going on for you in the moment. Notice what you're thinking. So I suggest you do a free write around the topic, like just take a piece of paper. So when I think about snacking or overeating at this time, I'm thinking, what? What am I? Why am I doing that? What am I feeling? What's going on around me? Just write down what comes up for you about that behavior and what you're thinking about it, what you might imagine the thoughts are that are driving that behavior. Write everything down that comes up for you as if you're the watcher of your brain. And you might notice you write down things like, this will make things better one little bit doesn't hurt, the kids are stressing me out and I deserve a treat, I want them to be in bed, I'm so tired, my day has been a grind, or like, this is too hard, this is too stressful, this is too challenging, it's too much. Um, Some other ones that have come up are, I want something for me, I want to feel good, I feel restless, I can't resist it, it's staring at me, I have no willpower. I'll be hungry if I don't eat until I'm really full. I won't feel good if I don't eat something now. Like just see what comes up for you 
and you might be starting to talk about other people, just write it all down. Do a free write about your current thinking, about what's going on in your witching hour eating. And then pick out one thought that's standing out to you. So say you choose, I won't feel good if I don't eat more now. Or I won't feel good if I don't eat something now. Choose the thought that if you were to guess is the predominant driver of your eating in that moment. It's what's creating that emotion in you, whether it's urge or like stress um, that leads you to have the food. And then I want you to normalize it. So do not judge it for being there. Write down a reason why you think it's normal to think that. If I am thinking in one way or another that I won't feel good for not eating more or not eating something, of course I'm going to have desire to have it. And of course I'm going to eat the food because I want to feel good. And it's rarely something like broccoli that we want. It's something very specific that we're craving. And of course, if I'm thinking that food is the way to feel good and that I must feel good all the time, that's really important. You know, I must feel good. I must not be bored. Must have no negative emotion, no resistance in my body. Of course, I'm going to eat even when I'm not hungry or have eaten enough. It's normal, I think, that food will make things better because that's what I've been taught. When you think of childhood behaviors and all the rewarding with food, which is such a hard pattern to come out with. And if you think of clearing your plate and all of these things that some of us get taught, it's so powerful to do this step to be like, yep, I see this thought. I see why I think it. It's totally normal. I think that it's okay. I'm opening the door to it rather than trying to like bolt it shut. And then after that, so you've established what's going on, you've normalized it. And then I want you to neutralize the whole witching hour scenario. What are the objective facts of the situation? What is going on that everyone could agree on? Whether it's the kids and what they're doing, like the food in the pantry existing, the circumstances that you're in, like it's 5 p.m., there is peanut butter in the pantry and you have desire for it. Or it's after dinner and you finished your food, you're watching TV and there is chocolate in the fridge. It's just an example because obviously I can't imagine everyone's specific scenarios of your witching hours, but all you do is just describe the very neutral facts of the situation that you're in. No adjectives, no thoughts, just facts. And then the next bit is the fun bit, is the imagination bit. It's where you think intentionally. What would be something you could think about the situation that you're in that will create less urge and desire in you for the food as the solution or the drink as the solution? What will lower the stress you feel and the resistance you have to whatever situation you're in and put you back in the driving seat? So you've made the situation neutral and then you are telling yourself that you can think something intentional to create a different outcome. It's not happening to you. You do have the power to like interject and interrupt at this point where you get to have a thought, 
We are the masters of our thinking and of what we decide to think. We always are. So when you layer on a thought to the neutral facts of the witching hour, like I can honor myself in this situation, I can sit with my urges in this moment, those foods are just substances and chemicals and can't make me feel anything. You could also think thoughts like, I create my own calm, I create my own space, my own comfort with my thoughts. And things like, I have myself in this moment. I can trust myself in this moment. I can honor myself and comfort myself in this moment. Or even it's possible to do that. And it's okay to be bored. It's okay to feel restless. It's okay to feel desire and not act on it. These are just ideas. It's up to you to find a thought that's believable to you. But I just want you to to have some, you know, an idea of what kind of thing you could start jotting down and playing around with. And it's about what that thought, what feeling that thought makes you feel. So whether it's calm or contented or confident, relaxed, safe, that's a really good one for a lot of people. Um, because your brain is kind of thinking you're not safe when you have an uncomfortable emotion and you're not going to make it better. So something that makes you feel safe and sort of secure or even hopeful, which will lead you just to stick to your plan, not overeat, not eat as a way to feel better. And ultimately, which will then lead you to lose weight and find peace and calm and control over food. You'll feel more and more relaxed about it over time. Not relaxed in the way that like, yeah, it's a free for all. No, I mean, relaxed, like food exists and it's not the balm to your problems. So the next time you're in your witching hour, remind yourself of the thought that you come up with. You know, it's going to happen. You know your patterns. You've got this thought ready to support you. And you ride out the discomfort with this thought backing up what you're doing. Write it on your phone. Put it on a post-it note on the fridge. Like, seriously, this shit works. I promise. If it doesn't work one night, understand why. Be curious. Tweak it. Make the thought even more specific, more robust to what's going on for you. And just try again. Keep trying. It will eventually click. And in the process, you are going to be delaying the reward cycle. Like just naturally, you will be creating more space between the desire and the reward. And your brain might even start to get a bit tired of that. But knowing that your brain will want the reward. And if you can just increase the space between wanting the thing and having the thing, and you do that more and more over time your desire will go down over time. And it's so amazing when that happens because that's what I mean when I'm like, it just feels easy because you don't have desire for it. And also try to give yourself and your brain perhaps a better alternative, a new routine. So whether that's a particular drink you can have, like those flavored sparkling waters, I love the Aqualibra ones, um, or an electrolyte drink or a herbal tea, creating some ritual where you're still kind of giving your brain something is really helpful and it will help your nervous system feel more secure and safe and looked after. 
So you might want to take a walk if you can, have a bath, do a quick minute, five minute meditation, just be the master and the designer of your behavior. And just keep practicing, my friends, like keep noticing, bringing your attention to what's going on, using the journaling steps that I've told you about today and keep applying new thoughts that you believe in that will change your actions over time. Adding openers to thoughts is a great place to start. And by openers, it's like, I have desire for chocolate and it's possible that I cannot reward it today. Or I have desire for a glass of wine and maybe I don't need need it like I think I need it today. It's just little things like that can change the energy in your body. Your thoughts create your feelings, which drive your actions. And you might be thinking like, why do I need to do this work? (laughs) Well, I think that witching hours can feel like a bit of a storm that never really feel good. We often have so much regret, so much judgment because it's never just one bite. It's more often than not, it just opens the floodgates to a lot of snacking, a lot of unplanned eating, feeling like things are sort of running away from you, like you're not even in control of what you're doing and eating more food than your body wants and that will nourish it. So when you eat in a way that's emotional like this, thinking maybe you shouldn't have it, that it's bad, or it's in a response to stress or like your these external circumstances, like whatever the kids are doing or your day at work, your brain will just want to have more of that thing because there's so much discomfort and it's thinking that that food is the only way that you will feel better. And you start to layer on the shame of, when you've had something and you're eating it in this way, you then want to buffer away that shame. So you have more and it really, that's how it, it just grows like a snowball. It's going to want its dopamine. It's going to want its reward. It's going to want to compound those negative thoughts. This is why we decide to do the work around our witching hours, around our behaviors, around food, because it's so freeing when this isn't a problem in your life anymore. So if I'm experiencing desire for something that feels very strong or like it's more powerful than me, which is so much less than it used to be, I think things like this will never make things better. This never makes things better. It only makes things harder. My brain is just being sneaky, trying to get its dopamine and run old habits on repeat. And in its mind, in my brain's mind, does that even make sense? It's trying to stay safe and seek pleasure and be efficient. And this is normal and it never helps. I've never had a snack or eaten from this sort of negative, stressful energy. And it be ultimately at the end of the day, like in terms of how I feel when my head hits the pillow or how I feel when I wake up the next morning or what the scales might say, it's just never helpful. And in being someone who learns to navigate their witching hour, you will have become someone who can navigate the strongest of urges, the most uncomfortable emotion and not act in response in a way that's out of line with what you want for yourself. And that is just the absolute best. 
It's emotional strength. It's emotional resilience and agility. And you can apply that sort of resilience to so many other areas of your life. Like I promise this makes such a difference in terms of how you process emotions and how you feel in other areas of your life because you're learning how to be with the discomfort. You're learning how to ride it out. You're not making it mean that anything is wrong when you feel like this. And yeah, it's just incredible. So whatever your witching hour is, whenever you overeat or eat in a way that doesn't feel good, start breaking it down in the way I've suggested. What can you believe about the moment that will create a different outcome? You can even just think things like, this is super stressful and I don't need to make it better with food. Something I find helpful with like anything to do around kids stuff, if I'm feeling stressed as in a response to what's going on with the kids, I just think this is perfectly normal. One, that I have urges and two, that I don't have to like, that I don't find this super enjoyable right now. It's perfectly normal as well as their behavior. It's perfectly normal. It's like all of those things, all of that judgment, it just totally removes it. It's perfectly normal that this is going on. And it doesn't mean I have to do anything. I can still honor myself. I can still honor my goals and honor my body. And I can still be so kind to myself. This is how you bring awareness to your behavior and you begin to change it. It's so powerful. If you could just focus on this one thing, I think you would see amazing change in results. And if you have any questions, please always just let me know. Like I could talk about this until the cows come home. So please always reach out to me if anything you want to be like, this doesn't make sense or you tried it, didn't quite work. I want to hear from you. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about working with me and having a coach to help you feel better, lose weight, change the habits that don't serve you so that you can thrive, just visit sallywebstercoaching.com and have a beautiful week, my friends. I will see you soon. Bye.